Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Welcome to the Just Being Honest Podcast. The JBH Podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle by providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating, quote, real food, whether that is in physical form, the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment, and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity. It's about creating a life of sourcing transparency, mental freedom, and physical harmony. Guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is true food for thought. We are getting deep. For all acquaintance, be the God, la da da. Were you singing? along like I was New Year's Eve. A night, maybe a full day for you, full of high expectations. What are you doing? Where are you going? What are you wearing? And then the clock strikes midnight. Does your Cinderella moment turn back into a pumpkin? Hmm? So we're in a new decade, a new decade, a new year. This is the first Just Being Honest podcast of 2020. Welcome to the show. This is KB, your health, nutrition, and lifestyle designer. I am going to get honest with you on this show today. And we're going to talk about 2020. We are going to talk about how it's differed for me personally than it has any other year. Um, I have to admit something. Usually when I come about a new year, I am hyped up with energy. I'm so excited for a new beginning. Quote, a new beginning. This year, I cried. I cried a lot. I went inward and I felt as though I was purging a lot of the past decade. And the thing is, and I have to admit, and I'm going to be honest with this, is that I I took a while. I bloomed a little bit late on feeling these emotions. I was running the gun. I was going, going, going. And then all of a sudden, it hit me. Christmas ended. Hanukkah ended. And New Year's Eve was upon me. I guess that hustle and bustle made me a little numb to my emotions. And it wasn't until I had time to walk aimlessly, you know, with the dog and just sit in my thoughts and my feelings and when people were like oh oh my gosh it's a new decade and i was i was like well what does that really mean to me what does that mean to me 
And so then people started posting on Instagram about what they were at 10 years ago, what they looked like, where they were. And I thought to myself, hard. I thought hard. I said, well, where was I? 2010, where was I? So then I got my journal out and I started to write. And then it hit me like a load of bricks. The last 10 years of my life was the hardest decade of my entire being. The hardest 10 years of my entire life. The hardest mentally, physically, emotionally. And I want to share with you honestly, not to make this like a Debbie Downer, but I want to bring a realistic kind of talk to the table because I want to let you know, I think I'm perfectly imperfect. I love that. Perfectly imperfect. I don't do everything right, but I learned from that. And that's why I share my stories with you because I want to help you through what I've gone through. I can completely relate to you. I'm doing the work just like you are. So let's begin. I made some notes and I want to share them with you. 2010. Okay, so let's break it back a little bit before 2010. 2008, which seems just like yesterday. 2008, I graduated with honors from the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles. Los Angeles was completely different back then than it is today. I mean, now they've got the Staples Center and they've got all this hustle and life down there and and everything's livable. When I lived down there, it was just the financial district. And when I graduated with a degree in international business and um, to be basically a buyer, The whole, oh gosh, for those of you that are too young to remember this, the whole fallout began of 2008. No one was hiring. I struggled to find a job for probably two years. And that's when I started to create my own platform and to become a true entrepreneur within that. So 2008, I was still with my high school sweetheart at the moment, an amazing guy, my best friend my whole entire life, Um, I basically moved back to Kansas for him. Step one of saying not speaking my truth, right? So beyond that, I moved back for him. I traveled back to the Midwest to the land that did not define me. One bit. I think I covered up much of my emotion, of my inner quirkiness, of my authentic truth, day in and day out. I lost a little bit of my soul beyond that. And this is how. After him and I broke up, I took on the athletic world, did some triathlon, what have you. And I met a new fella, a fella that at the time, I'll just say I was naive. I was a little bit young, hadn't had much experience within this world of dating. 
And I was wrapped around his finger so tightly that I lost who I was at the core. And you know, I'm a huge, huge believer that we are born the way that our souls should be living in this world. Think about it. The innocent little beans. Like, you know that show, Kids Say the Darndest Things? Yeah, well, they say the truth. They say the way that it should be heard. But it's not until later in life that patterns, perhaps voices, are put in our head and are put in our minds that create actions from those thoughts, correct? Am I right? Can you agree just a little bit with me? So I went through a manipulative um, relationship there and it fell apart. It was an abusive relationship. And I got out. And I can say this with strength now because I remember, and this is so interesting to me, I remember as it started to unravel and I started to feel so numb. And that was a time when it hit 2010 and I was planning to run my first marathon in San Francisco. And I think about that time, like, how the heck did I train like I trained? Going beyond the mileage. I mean, I did 24 mile runs as my training. I woke up at four in the morning to run by myself around Kansas City because I had to get my mileage in because it was so hot in the summer. I remember four o'clock in the morning, it would be 98 degrees outside and I would still have to run those miles. But I think those miles were my thinking point. What's going on here? Whether my body knew it or not. So we're at 2010. The breakup soon did happen. And my, basically my release was the marathon. When I finished that marathon, there I was. I ran, I think with a smile on my face the whole time. And you better believe it, baby. At that end, I got my Tiffany's necklace because that's what you got at the, neck, at the finish line. I got my Tiffany's necklace and I got it from a firefighter. Hmm, how ironic, right? Yeah, the ex was a firefighter. <laughs> Beyond that, 2010. Okay, let's just dive in here, okay? I want to read my bullet points really quickly, and I'll dive a little bit deeper. Guys, within the past 10 years, I did. I felt love. I truly, honestly felt it. Even in that relationship that was abusive, I still felt it at one point. I felt extreme love. And within these past 10 years, I felt extreme loss, whether it was from the love, the death of my grandparents, which are my spirit guides, later in the decade, 
Sure. I ran that marathon. I traveled halfway across the world and mingled with the meaning of life. Jumping back into this, people don't know this about me, but after that breakup, I was so low in my life. So low. Physically, mentally, emotionally. My body couldn't keep up with me. And when I say this, my body couldn't keep up with me in the fact that I was eating a lot and my body was not absorbing it. I was on the brink of self-sabotage. Mentally, I didn't even realize what was going on. I almost lost my family. I almost lost all my friends. I became so depressed I couldn't even get out of bed. At one point, I had lit, tried to live in California during that that non I'm going to call it the non-hiring phase within our our economic um, turmoil. I wasn't doing well. I knew I wasn't doing well. People saw it all around me. I still tried. I still tried to survive. But it wasn't happening. I became angry, I think, at the point I was in my life. That I knew I could do better. That I knew I could succeed and more. But there were those patterns in my life that were holding me back. So I did. I traveled halfway across the world. That's when I went to Thailand and I went to Bali and I lived there for about three months. And I just remember, and this is horrible to say, but I remember I told God, because I didn't believe. I lost all faith at that time. And I told God, I said, God, if I have to die, at least I'm gonna die having fun. So I explored. And my th throat chakra hurts so bad right now saying this. Because that is truly, deep down inside, not me. God, it's not me. And I asked for a second chance. And I got it. You know why? Because he allowed me not to be attacked by the dogs in Bali. He allowed me to not fall off the back of the stranger's moped. And he allowed me to be taken care of over there by the local families, by the local friends that I made along the way. He saved me. Beyond that, when I came back to the States, I did have a stint where I moved back and forth and back and forth between locations. Um, moved to Florida. What? I can't believe I lived in Florida for about four months. And then... The flood drove me out, literally. There was a horrible flood where I lived and I left. I packed up everything I could pack up in my little teeny tiny mini Cooper and I got the hell out of there. <laughs> Excuse my language. So the last 10 years, I survived the flood and then I witnessed drought. When I moved to then California the first time, 
Actually, I guess it was the second time. Third time? <gasps> what are we on? What number are we on, folks? I moved and I lived in Newport Beach. Why? Because I knew someone with an open room. And that was a true reflection in itself. I swear to you. And if you are aware enough, every person or occurrence that you meet in life is a direct, direct reflection of you. Your inner workings, what you have to work on, what you need to accomplish, what you need to face, everything is a reflection of you. Think about that. When you're going for your afternoon walk, think about who you're super attracting. All right? You know, there's that saying, what is it? When you cry, you cry alone. And when you smile, the world smiles with you. So think about who you are attracting, what vibrations you are attracting. You know, during these last 10 years, when I was struggling a lot, I fought a lot. I fought a ton. I cried a lot. I was fearful of taking chances. I was not like that before until my heart got broken. And I think, I think getting your heart so called quote, quote, broken is a test of your true integrity, your true worth. What do you mean to you, right? And it's that same kind of emotion or personality that you could take even in, for instance, the workplace. If someone, and it's a trigger, if someone you feel like is going to get angry at you, your eyes will start to well. The crying, because it's a trigger. And until you sit in those emotions and really think about the magical darkness that is evolving and basically like transforming within yourself, you're not going to get past that. And I did that. And I'm still doing it. So as I purged more from 2010 to 2019, I extended my list. Guys, within those 10 years, yeah, sure, I fought. I cried. I am ashamed to say that I almost pushed my family away. I put on a mask that was not me. I think it was, I think Bali really kind of started to rip that off of me and say like, everything you have is within your toolbox. And you may notice that. It's like gratitude within the simplistic, 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 simple of moments, right? I don't need a lot. I just need the right things around me. The things that are gonna make me true fully myself. So, yeah, sure, I fought and I cried. And I'm deeply sorry to my family for acting like a, I'm not gonna say the word, but something that was not me. I'm sorry. But I was just trying to find myself, I think. Within those last 10 years, I laughed and I kissed. Oh, baby, you better believe I kissed a lot of frogs. <laughs> and again, those frogs were direct, I think, reflections of different traits within me. 
I got a worm. <laughs> You're like, what? I got a worm. I got a worm. I got a parasite. Um, I got mold twice. Still kind of like recovering from the mold, which is a huge neurotoxin, which is also why I'm probably pretty emotional because uh, my serotonin and dopamine levels are off the charts. It's just flipping fantastic. Um, yeah, more about that. That was so, a worm, parasites, mold. Bam, bam, bam. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. So like when it rains, it pours. And I believe it rains, it pours because you have to do the work. You have to do the work. It's called resistance. When you resist, that stagnant energy stays within your veins. And when it stays within your veins, inflammation occurs. Disease, dis-ease occurs. And when you open up your heart, your throat chakra, it's like crying. When you try to hold in those tears, oh my God, it hurts, my throat hurts, blah, blah, blah. But when you let it go, you know that whole like, after a good cry, you feel great. You just purged it all out. Okay, let's talk about I dyed my hair platinum blonde and I cut it all off. That was a Newport phase. I think I fit in. I think that was a goal for me to do. I wanted to fit in. Perhaps I wanted change. Who knows? I dyed my hair platinum blonde and cut it all off. I actually also dipped the ends pink and chopped off the strands. I also worked hardcore at a yoga studio, wore tie-dyed bell-bottoms, and at one moment, my colleague and I went into the back and she pierced my ear. Seriously, I, this is like off of Greece. She pierced my ear with an ice cube and a sterilized needle, a sewing needle to be in fact. Yeah, I did that. Something to tell y'all kids. Probably don't do that because you'll get an infection. Um, needless to say, those, those holes have closed up. But I think something that hit me the most was that, and I know you can relate to this a lot, I lost my dog and my cat. And I think animals are like spiritual beings that are unlike any other. They are the ultimate true reflection of us because they reflect our emotions more than anyone even could. They see us, they're with us all the time. Within the last 10 years, I've become an aunt four times. And let me tell you, those kids have changed my life. I don't get to see them every day, but thank God for modern day technology. I can FaceTime them and they live in the Midwest. I can FaceTime them. They can read me stories. They can just show me what they're up to. They can teach me how to be a child again. I love it. 
and I can't wait to see them. Within those last 10 years, I almost lost my life. That's a hard one. I'm just going to be honest. And I hope you're all still listening here. But the show's called I'm Just Being Honest. So I am. But I think this is why I was purging the last 10 years. I almost lost my life. Seriously. 100%. And I didn't get it back until I picked myself up. It wasn't until I started to live again that I, I realized my integrity and I was worth it. But I almost lost my life. And I'm not saying just like you. Not every day is easy. In this life, not every day is easy. But gosh darn it, I do my best. And I think the best that we can do is by taking care of ourselves. I think the best that we can do is to nurture ourselves. And I think the best that we can do is to live that. In the last 10 years, I found my voice. And at the end, I found my truth. And that's what I want all of you to remember. So that being said, my word for 2020, last year it was surrender. And when I surrendered, I believe that took me to Italy. So this year, my word is trust. I think what goes along with that is truth. Trust the truth within you. Trust the truth within you. You know why? Because that trust, that truth, it's what made you the cosmic being that you are. And remember, as Gabby, Gabby Bernstein says, the universe has got your back. Baby, the universe has got your back. Whoo! So, 2020, it's gonna be a funky, it's gonna be a funky year, right? There's, you know, numerology predictions. There are spiritual meanings of what to expect. So beyond that, I want to share with you all one little quote I'm going to take away from today. I love this book by Cleo Wade. It's Poetic Wisdom for a Better Life. It's called Heart Talk. So what I like to do every once in a while is I like to 
you hear that? Flipping the page. I like to flip the page open to something so random. It's kind of like pulling a tarot card or pulling a spiritual guide card or an animal card. Whatever card you're pulling. That's what I like to do with poem books. Okay, so this is what I opened up to today. And I think it is most apparent to where we are going in 2020, where we are heading on, especially it being a, I'm not going to even say it, but I'm going to say it, an election year. So the quote is this, let love be the answer to all of life's questions, even the really, really hard ones. Let love be the answer to all of life's questions, even the really, really hard ones. It takes so much bravery to let love be the answer to all of the questions in our life, especially the difficult questions during the difficult times. But committing to that level of courageous tenderness is exactly what is needed most in the face of adversity. When we decide that we are going to love no matter what, we embody the ability to make peace in a way that can transcend any difficult struggle or conflict. Don't let any situation cause you to create blocks between you and your ability to give love and empathy. Be fearless enough to love without barriers. It is not always easy, but it is always worth it. Let the enduring strength of love carry you through whatever you encounter in life. This is what it means to truly live with compassion. Huh, funny enough. I did a f an unusual little like eye test where, you know, those, um, it's kind of like a crossword puzzle. But you look at the, the square of, of letters basically and it's whatever your eyes guide you to first, that's, that's gonna be a part of you. And one of those was compassion. So that's my goal for at least 2020 is to really open up my heart to more compassionate moments, whatever that's in, whether that's, you know, meeting a random stranger on the street, having compassion for them, having compassion for the homeless people, having compassion for, you know, my associates, my colleagues that I work with, having compassion for those that I'm working with, having compassion for the animals that I'm with, having compassion for the place that I live, my neighbors, what have you, my parents, my family, having compassion. So 2020 is here, folks. Thanks for bearing on with me. If you loved this podcast, a little short and sweet for you, y'all. If you loved this podcast, please, please pass it on to a friend or a family member. We're growing our community of honesty here. So with that being said, we have a basically an amazing year ahead of us. More to come on that soon. Until then, guys, we are on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Simplecast, FM, and iTunes. Until next time, it's been an honor and a pleasure. I love you all. Thanks for sticking in there. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao. 
Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest team. Yeah, KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait, it's not about searching. It's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit of life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you. So do you want to know where to start? How to begin? It's easy. Call me. I will give you your first discovery call for free. So just contact me, KB, and say JBH free and you'll get your first discovery call free.